and welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Tori Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking about inquiry mindset. I know, you heard it correctly, inquiry mindset, not inquiry-based learning, but inquiry mindset. And I am joined by Humera Riaz, who believes that this is what we need to develop as teachers. So welcome, Humera. Hi, thank you, Toria. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Oh, I am so pleased to have you here. Now, for anyone that hasn't come across you yet, who is Humera Riaz? Okay, well, Humera Riaz is a passionate educator and somebody who is in love with inquiry-based learning. So, <laughs> so I'm uh, currently working as a PYP coordinator in uh, India and um, yeah, I have been associated with IB since last 14 years and uh, I started my career as a grade one IB PYP teacher and mm-hmm. uh, now I am the coordinator and I, since I love networking, I meet a lot of teachers, I talk to them and coordinators and uh, that gives me happiness and joy and I love being uh, in PYP classrooms and be a part of our students learning. So for anyone that's not quite sure, you're going to have to go through the acronyms. IB stands for? International Baccalaureate. And PYP stands for? Primary Years Programme. Perfect. I was pretty, I'd guess the IB, the PYP, I was getting there with it, but I'm sure the listeners knew, but there you go. (laughs) Now, you've mentioned, what's interesting is you've mentioned that you're in love with inquiry-based learning, but we're calling the podcast Inquiry Mindset because you believe that actually, well, let's talk about inquiry-based learning first. What is it? All right. So inquiry-based learning is, according to me, uh, it's a a very beautiful approach to uh, help children learn uh, and tap their curiosity. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, In this approach, uh, learning happens through wonderings, through questions, discussions, and a lot of involvement by teachers Mm -hmm. and learners both. And that is the beauty of inquiry-based learning. It is not for, it's never only teaching. It is always teaching and learning when you are actually indulged in inquiry-based learning. And um, yeah, and this this kind of, uh, this approach uh, actually also helps, uh, uh, focuses a lot on problem solving and mm-hmm. uh, helps students identify their learning goals and helps them to achieve them. So and leads to deeper understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, it's it's very much would you say inquiry based learning is quite a creative way of learning? Yes, it is a creative way of learning. And uh, the best part is that this creative way of learning is uh, the learning does not stop with the unit or lesson that we are teaching, but it it actually uh, leads uh, to actions. So the most fascinating way, uh, part of inquiry-based learning is that students Mm. own their learning and then they take actions when they explore their inquiry experiences so that learning makes sense. Oh, I love that. So they own, but they also take actions. So 
when when you're teaching, because you were very clear, you said it's not just teaching, it's teaching and learning. The two go hand in hand. So what's the role of the teacher in this? Okay, so the teacher in an inquiry-based classroom is, as it is said, that they are not uh, sage on the stage, but they are guides yeah. on their side. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so they are, as inquiry teachers also learn with their students as they are very much a process or uh, as they become a, very much a process of that learning which is happening in the classroom. Okay, mm. yeah. That makes complete sense. It really does. Now, you before we press record, you you said to me, you know, in order to do this properly, though, we need to develop inquiry mindsets. So, what do you mean by that? Um, when we do something, uh, I believe in this very firmly because I have been working with a lot of teachers, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, yeah. my. Ex- in my experience, I have seen teachers leading inquiry classrooms really well. But sometimes I have seen them uh, that they do not, uh, they cannot think beyond any teaching strategies. For them, st- uh, just doing a strategy yeah. in the classroom is equal to inquiry. But according to me, it is not. So when we do something, we really have to believe in it, believe in it firmly, whether it is teaching or anything else. So if we really want uh, to see the magic of inquiry, teachers should have the mindset, correct mindset, which is the inquiry mindset, and they should have the belief. And uh, they should be involved in that teaching. Only then they become uh, an inquiry teacher, you know, a true inquiry teacher. What you're saying is absolutely spot on because actually, yes, when we're teaching, there are so many strategies that we learn. So are you saying to be an inquiry teacher, what we need to do is pull back from the strategies and just follow where the learning is taking us? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's going to, that, that's, that's takes some courage though, doesn't it, Himara, surely? Yeah. So when the students are collaborating, when we are expecting them to collaborate, teachers should be Mm. a part of that collaboration. Teachers should be a part of that thinking process. And, uh, you know, so uh, all those things will come only when we have the inquiry mindset, only when we believe in it. And all our decisions, if we have that mindset, all the decisions that an inquiry teacher will take will be about um inquiry how it can be done in the classroom in the most effective manner wow do you think i'm just wondering if there are certain teachers that find it is it down to personality are there certain teachers that find it easier to lead that inquiry-based learning and others that find it more tricky yes yes there are teachers who take it very smoothly. They take it up very smoothly. And there are teachers who find it really difficult and complicated. And there might be different reasons for it. Maybe the teacher is not used to that kind of learning. Maybe the teacher is not really uh, the one who is finding it difficult is not, uh, as I said, is not believing in what she is doing. And she is just doing some strategies in the class for formality's sake. So 
in this case teachers will find it difficult to plan and they will need always yeah. need someone to guide them step by step whereas in inquiry based classroom the teacher has is expected to take spontaneous decisions in the uh, in the class based on students learning based on students questions based on their mm. curiosity so when this situation comes wherein teacher themselves have to think critically they themselves have to take action and they are not able to they find it difficult to implement the inquiry based learning and whereas the teachers who who are able to do that who are able to take correct decisions and in the right time and who are able to collaborate with the students and co-construct learning with them for them inquiry is really easy so some are really good at it can it be learned yes of course it can be learned it can be it can be learned and that's the reason we have so many professional development sessions happening right. so many experts are writing books we have trevor mckenzie we have kath murdog they they keep telling us they keep guiding us and educating us mm. about it I but as we say sorry yeah no carry on yeah but i was saying they keep telling us they have written so many books about it and we are recording a podcast about it to send mm. across that message but in an inquiry process reflection plays a very important role so when we want students to take action on their learning we expect them to reflect on it yeah and own the learning process and exactly i believe exactly the same thing applies on us as educators also yeah we need to own the process yes. it's really interesting talking to you about it because if i reflect on um my teaching and i reflect on the schools i've taught in the teaching that you're talking about is very very evident in the early years the younger children the year, you know the 4 and 5 year olds but as we go further up the school the inquiry based learning gets smaller and smaller and the teaching strategies get bigger and bigger so what happens is that you've got the teacher is more the sage on the stage ra- rather than guide on the side and when we are guiding it's not in the way that you are suggesting and i think if i if i yeah i think it comes from fear fear that if we aren't imparting all of this knowledge to children how will they learn it yeah yes and uh I read this uh, somewhere I think uh, in the power of inquiry I have read that mm. um, uh, this word uh, this phrase the enemy is orthodoxy so if Ooh. we kind of follow a methodology blindly and it, that becomes our ideology then we are in trouble yeah that makes sense it absolutely does so how when you moved to inquiry based learning hamera was it slowly done was it done quickly was it done in stages uh me uh, are you talking about me or teachers who i don't know actually i suppose maybe you maybe teachers i mean what would be the best way of doing it i suppose is what i'm asking okay i think it's a gradual process okay and, uh, yeah it it takes time for teachers to absorb 
all all the steps and all the uh, you know uh, all the essentials of inquiry based learning and it it's a gradual process and it comes with some experience it uh, when we go in the classroom no matter how much how many books we read or no matter how how much professional development sessions we attend if we are if we don't get inside the classrooms and face uh those situations and uh, apply our learning there then uh, i don't think unless we do that uh, we can learn so uh it's a gradual process and anyone can master it but i would not say that people can can say that we have become perfect in it because we all are lifelong learners we all should keep learning and keep growing and i suppose that desire to keep learning and keep growing is entwined with the inquiry you know the inquiry mindset that you're talking about actually if if i'm a teacher who wants to get better at inquiry based learning then i've got to come to it in a sense with an inquiry mindset looking at what i'm doing reflecting on it and then taking action in order to improve the provision i'm giving the children Yes, exactly. You should take some uh, time to explore, uh, as it happens in inquiry-based learning. You should be able to make connections between what you are learning, between the ideas. Like whoever will listen to this podcast will reflect until and unless they reflect on it and they make connections with it. Uh, it will be just just one of thing, and we should be able to. uh explore new new strategies new ways of teaching modify it because uh yeah and that's how it happens so when you say about going into it gradually do you tell a new teacher to approach it well it's a it's not about one subject when we talk about mm. primary years program uh, it is said that inquiry should be across all grades in all the subjects so this is an approach wow. that has to be there in anything that we are teaching like we cannot teach maths in traditional manner and all of a sudden after 45 minutes we teach english in inquiry based manner that's not possible so it has to be a part of school's way school's philosophy and the way of teaching and learning which uh, the school has adopted it has to be a part of it and it should be across all subjects all the time So what does inquiry based learning look like in maths? In maths? Mm. Okay. So for example, if students are exploring about say shapes or patterns, mm-hmm. so in an inquiry based classroom, the teacher will give some provocations to the students and uh, they will they can share some fascinating objects or images or flip film clips or stories with the students about shapes and uh, and arouse their curiosity about learning about uh, shapes also it is very important in an inquiry based classroom to uh, make students understand that why are they learning what they are learning so unlike a traditional classroom they will not just learn the names of some certain shapes or uh, or its characteristics 
but they will ex- first of all understand that why is it important to learn about it and that can be done in inquiry based classroom that can be done in variety of ways but the most popular one and my favorite is the split screen strategy which mm-hmm. is uh, you know uh, introducing students to um the uh, to, uh, to the concept that we are teaching to them by through questions okay and mm-hmm. uh, then uh, the teacher can ask open ended questions um and then you know through some objects and manipulatives take them to a uh, uh, they, they can take them out for a nature walk and ask them to explore and observe different shapes that they see around them and then applying whatever they have understood so it's seeing and applying that learning in uh, real life situations that's how uh, it it can look in mathematics and it can be applied to any topic be it shapes symmetry numbers anything wow so it's really connecting the learning but ensuring that students understand why they are learning what they're learning and i think sometimes sometimes that can pass us by in the classroom we forget to share that with children oh by the way we're doing this because but you what you're saying is an inquiry-based learning classroom it's the heart of it yes so the inquiry mindset that you're talking about how can a teacher develop that is there professional development they can do is it just a one-size-fits-all everyone does the same thing no i think a teacher can develop a inquiry mindset in themselves by uh, by doing some self learning by owning the learning as i uh, said earlier and if we talk about professional development sessions i feel the traditional way of teachers attending a session and an expert talking and them simply sitting and nodding their heads may not work <laughs> if we really want to develop a mindset in them because that yeah. way we can just hand over certain tools to them but we here uh, the idea is just those tools will not help or uh, help to bring that a sense of inquiry in this classrooms or in them so therefore i feel that the professional developments that are being provided to stud- uh, to teachers should be revamped and we should give the teachers should have voice choice and ownership exactly the same that we expect for students okay so um teachers they should be able to uh, determine their own goals to set goals for themselves their own learning goals and they should be able to choose what they want to learn mm yeah and there are many ways of uh, these days actually people are trying out different ways of professional development such as learning walks and hashtag observe me movement as they and there are so many things wherein teachers they get to see what their colleagues are doing and they learn from each other and that mm. experience and followed by reflection actually helps teachers to know uh, the inquiry process better and uh, have you heard about learning walks and well i think you you explain what you mean by learning walks because i know the term learning walks but it might be different from yours yes 
Yes. So I feel that is a, a very effective way uh, because for both the, both the people, the one who is visiting other person's class and for the teacher whose class is being visited. So mm-hmm. it helps them in both the uh, both ways. And then we are talking about giving choice to teachers and we, we should give uh, have some trust in what they have to say and what they have to do. So we, uh, so secondly, the hand holding thing, which happens in, uh, I have seen it happening, that should not be there. Teachers should get some agency, some freedom to work in their own way, on their own pace, because mm. they know their students better than anyone else. So it's interesting when you're talking about learning walks. So learning walks from my perspective are the senior leadership team Mm -hmm. doing a walk around the school to see what the learning environments and teaching is like. Yeah. But the impression I get from you is that when you're talking about learning walks, it's about teachers walking with one another and learning from one another. Yes, actually, I have done it uh, with a group of teachers earlier. So we had mm-hmm. this um, inquiry moments was set up in our school corridor. And we mm-hmm. and teachers, whenever they wanted someone to visit their class, they, they just wrote that this is the uh, concept that I'm going to teach today at this time. And you're most welcome to come to my class. So mostly... Yeah. Yeah, so new teachers would look at the chart and or even old teachers sometimes and they would visit the class, quietly sit as observers, very quietly. And then we would later on reflect on the ways and give, you know, feedback. So that's kind of peer feedback given to the teachers and that way they would learn from uh, each other. And uh, they, they used to get opportunity to see those Uh, that learning happening in the classroom themselves instead of me just telling sitting and telling them what to do they would actually go and see how practically it is done and what are the challenges faced by teachers in the classroom and how they handle those challenges so that uh, was something really effective Uh, we felt like uh, the teachers also felt that it really helped them to grow as teachers I'm sure. I love that idea because all too often we are in our classrooms and we don't get out of our classrooms to see other teachers. You know, if we're not in a leadership position, we don't get that opportunity necessarily to go and learn from one another. And I think it's absolutely vital. And I really love the idea of writing something on a board saying, I'm teaching this if you fancy coming to see this. Come and see it because it's it's wonderful. What an inviting space and what a great way to celebrate the inquiry-based learning as well. Yeah, and that makes a professional uh, development a very collaborative process. It, be- it gives yes. it a very collaborative uh, approach and which further helps in community building and then it further helps in developing inquiry mindset. <laughs> Because we see everyone around us doing the same thing and following and doing it with same passion. Yes, 
because you're absolutely right as well about professional development and teachers going along to, you know, this is what we're getting this week in the staff meeting and being talked at and off they go. And But actually, they're passive. And what you're saying is make it active, make it collaborative, allow people to own it so they can then take their actions and develop that inquiry mindset that they want their students to develop. Yeah. And if we look at this one and a more collaborative way of your professional developments, like we also used to share, like I did a survey with my teachers that uh, what is it that they would like to know about? And uh, uh, based on that, we planned our professional development sessions wherein we it was not led by me alone. But uh, other teachers who were experts in that particular area were invited to share with their colleagues. So that was kind of passion projects that I did with the teachers. And if you look at it closely, actually, it is the inquiry process which is being followed exactly, like acknowledging their questions and uh, tapping their curiosity and then allowing them to explore and inquire and read and then present and reflect. And then when they are going back in their classrooms and using any of those things, they are actually taking action. So we are kind of replicating the inquiry process that we do with the students, with our teachers and giving them same experience so that which is allowing them to believe in that process even more. So to develop a mindset, you actually have to take that person through that process and merely talking about it does not and can never develop that any mindset. So did this come after you'd done some inquiry-based learning and then you didn't see teachers developing the mindset? Did you think then, oh, actually, we need to look at how we are approaching professional development? Yes, Yes, because Mm -hmm. when I collaborate with teachers, I often notice their interest in uh, trying out different strategies. Well, this is a different strategy. Let's do it. That is a different. And at times I have also seen them missing out some very important moments in the classrooms, which are actually worth discussing and Mm -hmm. uh, worth reflecting on. And we often do this because there are so many other things to uh, to do. And they often take this as a recipe, this inquiry process or uh, doing these unit of inquiries as a recipe that, okay, step number one is this, step number two is this, and step number three is this. Whereas inquiry cycle or inquiry process, this is not a recipe. It's not a step-by-step thing. So... Uh, teachers need to acknowledge that they need to understand that and when I realized that in my collaborations in my discussions I felt that uh, I should modify uh, the professional development experiences uh, given to the teachers. Well as you say you can't teach something can't teach in an inquiry-based way if actually you haven't experienced that way of learning yourself. You won't know what the the learner is going through and how the learner will be. You can't develop that curious mindset if you haven't had the opportunity to do that. So uh, yeah, it makes what you're saying is like 
Oh my goodness. Yes, that makes complete sense. I'm loving that, Mera. So how long, I know you mentioned this at the beginning, but just remind me, how long has your school been doing this for? Okay, so uh, I have been doing this since last four years, almost. Yeah. And every year, do you see it getting better and better and better? Yes, yes. And every day I see it doing better. And I see uh, and I feel very happy when I see my teachers becoming more confident each passing day. They are confident. They when they get peer feedback, when they get my feedback, when we discuss the challenges, when we discuss what are the possible solutions for it, and mm. when we are working as a team together, I see them uh, and the their way of thinking has actually changed. Yeah. And the approach, uh, the approach through which we, uh, the way we approach the problems, challenges has changed and they have become more confident in uh, inquiry when it comes to inquiry. Even I'll just share an example with you during COVID uh, period. We all were uh, uh, we all were conducting online classes, mm-hmm. and that was not something that we educators were prepared for. Yeah, uh, it came all of a sudden, and we all like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> we all took action and we all yep. designed a different kind of learning. So while we were working on that, I saw uh, that m- most of the teachers, they said that, okay, when they were planning even online classes, they had this inquiry uh, that uh, this inquiry process in mind. And even the online classes that we designed for students, which I, as I said, we were not prepared for were done in purely inquiry-based manner. And Mm -hmm. we read and we explored various tools just to make sure that the inquiry, the essence of inquiry should not get affected, whether it is online or offline, but children, so we, they should, they should experience the same way of learning as they did uh, when they were with us in school. Wow. That's quite something that really is. Now, Hamara, People can't just pop and visit your school because you're not just around the corner, are you? Oh, I'm I'm based in India. Yeah, so we we can't just pop and see you. But um, what I will do, um, listeners, is I will make sure that you can connect. I'll put um, Chimera's connection details onto the show notes so that if you want to know more about inquiry-based learning, then you can get in contact with Chimera, who I am absolutely sure will share what her school is doing because it just it sounds fabulous Himera. Thank you Doria. Now before I let you go I would love to know who your perfect teacher would have been Himera. (laughs) My perfect teacher okay so I admire this teacher a lot and um, she is actually not my teacher she is Matilda's teacher Miss Honey. Oh, I love Miss <laughs> I love her because if you have seen Matilda, you will know that uh, yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites too. And you'll notice Miss Honey taking up inquiry-based method <laughs> when she is taking the class. She makes uh, the learning spelling so interesting. 
do you remember Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F? Yes. <laughs> In fact, I still use that to this day. Yes. So first rate, which I love about her is that she makes learning so interesting. And second trait, she loves her students so much. And these are the two traits which are more than enough to become a great teacher. Love your students and approach their learning in the right way, in the manner which they can enjoy and they can endure that learning forever. I love that. And she would be such a great addition to the Tiny Voice Talk school. She really did, would. Homera, it has been wonderful talking to you. It really has. And I feel like I've really developed my own mindset talking to you about the inquiry mindset because I'm like, yeah, that makes so much sense. But I want to go and research it more. Now, you've mentioned a couple of people and their books. We will make sure those are in the show notes, listeners. And it just leaves for me to say thank you so much for coming on, Homera. Thank you, Toria. Thank you for having me. I loved interacting with you. Thank you so much. 